Hi, my name is Sydney, and I am genuinely very scared about the amount of people listening to us currently. Hi, my name is Maya. I'm so sorry that some of your guys' first introductions to us were one, our introductory episode, which, according to Sydney, sounds like ass, and two, my Yandere episode, which I had to put so many trigger warnings on, and surprisingly, lots of people listened to it, which is a little concerning. Yeah. Um, welcome to our podcast. Canonically incorrect. Where we talk about anything and everything fan, fan fiction, fiction and fandom related. Oh my god. I, um, yeah. first of all, you're right. I'm sorry about that first episode. <laughs> like, I have not listened to it. <laughs> I do enough listening to it as yeah. like chief editor, yeah. basically. Yeah. First of all, I just saw that like originally we maybe had two. And I'm okay. There's going to be a lot of numbers. I'm not saying these numbers to brag. Just want to put that clear. We had about 200 listens on our first episode, and that was, like, great. Great. Awesome. Like, it was, like, around. Yeah, and you could see the numbers dwindle down, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, like, our third most listened to episode. Like, it's an introductory episode, obviously. It was pretty consistently almost our first. Our first was Pastrin. Our second ah, was Sincerely okay. Not. And just, like, we would just got, like. <laughs> and then I think our introductory and then, like, an- another okay. author yeah. interview. I like we had a TikTok of ours kind of blow up and we got an onslaught of listeners and I just looked at like our like analytics <laughs> and that one episode shot up to like 600 listens and I was like yeah that's kind of a lot oh no maybe I should see what this episode's all about and I listened to it and it's not good <laughs> well, let's put it into perspective like god I was... You were 19. Was I 19 yeah. or 18? No, 19. you were 19. 19 at the time. Really hadn't talked... No. Like, obviously, I've talked into mics before. I'm going into sound production. Mm-hmm. I'm a sound designer. But it wasn't ever like this. Mm-hmm. And it was just all pure enthusiasm mm-hmm. that was, like, holding mm-hmm. the show together <laughs> for quite a while there. I think we were swimming on, like, Red Bull and vibes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I remember I had to buy a monster for, like, every episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Up until at least, like, episode 14 or something like that, you would just be like, I'm ready. I'm here and I'm prepared. I know. Well, because, like, caffeine was the only way I could keep an attention oh. span for a limited amount of time. But I was just like... I did have the same thought process where I was like, if you were expecting anything from a 19 and 22 year old, crazy. But like, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't hold up. But now we realize having interviewed, you know, how many other people, yeah. how young we are. Because <laughs> going into it, yeah. I think we both had the mindset of like, yeah, we're older. <laughs> no. Yeah, it'll probably be like teenagers listening to us. Yeah. Um, no, our, no, our biggest audience is what, the 20 to... It's- like 20 to 28 and then it's like the 28 to 35 yeah and then it's like the teenagers then the teenagers yeah. after that which like was a sh- was a su- mm-hmm. surprise to me mm-hmm. now having talked to them obviously it yeah. puts everything into a better mm-hmm. perspective of being like oh yeah you guys uh, are the glue yeah. <laughs> that's holding this all together yes, yes. i apologize for not realizing that sooner i have learned the error I of am, my ways i am now an almost 21 year old yeah. please forgive please, me please i'm sorry but i did listen to the episode so i'd like to say if you listen to that i'm sorry <laughs> please stick around it probably wasn't very funny it, no it wasn't funny the editing is like really bad because we we're both learning how to edit we were both learning how to yeah. talk consistently yeah we were both learning how to like be entertaining but like to each other at the same time yeah well it was weird because and not to, i'm sure sydney has the same perspective but it's like when we put on 
every like when we get everything together mm-hmm. it's like getting into a headspace mm-hmm. of like okay now we're entertainer yeah it's vastly different than who we are then not vastly just, but listen like, let it's me put than who we are normally to put it into perspective when maya and i hang out we consistently just sit on a different side of the couch and watch tiktoks and like that's <laughs> that's, like, that's that, it. I, I, my love language is quality time yeah. like that's just who, what it is like i'll make dinner maya I'm, will watch tiktok yeah i'm very much an introvert so i have like mm-hmm. a battery that i go yes. off of when i'm in this kind of setting it becomes a, okay well mm-hmm. i'm trying to make my battery last as long mm-hmm, as possible mm-hmm. while also trying to pitch in my weird intrusive thoughts that i call jokes like every every once yes. in a while to so people know that i'm still alive <laughs> yes. you know and but, still functioning. Yeah. And when we started this, that was definitely not yeah. the thing. It was just like, okay, I'm talking to my friend. Yeah. I'm trying to make this yeah. seem like a normal thing. And even then, it was like that probably up until the last quarter of last year where it fully set in, where it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I actually need to like... Can we like... Put also, uh, again, numbers don't mean anything. I just want to like... It, I, it feels very like braggy when we say numbers. We're not trying... We're just trying to convey that this is way Stupid. beyond <laughs> what we were expecting because um, we literally were just doing this for fun like to put we are doing this for fun the end of last year in 2021 we yeah. ended with like a follower count of like 200 or something like that which we were already like we were oh blown my away. god we're like, this is awesome <laughs> holy this shit this is so much more than we were expecting to end yeah, the year yeah, yeah. with like it was awesome so then i started putting more time into social media mostly because i had more m- mental headspace i left a job that was really draining energy yeah. from me i moved out of my parents house which was draining a lot of energy mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. so i started putting a lot more time into our social media and we did like pop-offs here and there but like nothing ever for like our podcast specifically yeah so when that happened like a swarm of people came over to our podcast and now we're sitting at over a thousand followers that's fucking ridiculous (laughs) that's um uh, Sydney <laughs> had set goals for herself throughout the year i mean for herself but yeah. for the podcast yeah. and i i admittedly have taken a backseat on a lot of this stuff because i am getting two degrees yeah. and because i i have other things and other things i would like to attain mm-hmm. in my life so some things have to take the back burner yeah. just for a little bit so like during the summer i can you pop know off. pop off and like become <clears throat> a part of the community before i have to <laughs> retreat back into my cave i call college yeah and like do all my homework and shit um but she had set a goal that was like okay well by the midway point of the year i'd like 250 blew that out of the water and, and at the end of the year i wanted 500 that yeah. was like i was like this is gonna be more than doubling it that's gonna be crazy i know and i was like yeah man we're you sitting at it. now four times that amount yeah that is fucking ridiculous and um it's scary and i don't know how else to describe it other than scary for me like it was very overwhelming to see those numbers get so big because like very it, at first is very a high functioning anxiety i've had anxiety my whole life i have a generalized anxiety when she gets disorder. anxiety she just like works yeah like she's a workaholic yeah and i appreciate that so much but it also causes a lot of concern <laughs> because as you guys have gathered probably i'm definitely the more like hey, uh-huh. <laughs> we just do it as it comes yeah. like whatever like okay i to be very serious and like this whole half of it i would like if you don't want to listen to this you can like keep skip like i don't know probably 20 minutes or something there was a point this year where our family dog had passed a dog that i had had for like mm-hmm. probably three-fourths of my like whole life yeah and she passed that night and we did an interview that night <laughs> i know and the th- i was so 
I did two interviews that night. I know. It was fucking ridiculous. Yes. Because I remember you you texted me a couple days before mm-hmm. and was like, hey, Sandy's not doing too hot. Mm-hmm. Sandy's Sandy's her dog. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very much, hey, mental, mental headspace comes before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have never missed a day. But I don't think anyone would be remotely mad with mm-hmm. you if we had to postpone even just a little bit. If we have to postpone the interview and change it to a different week. It it'll it will just be that way. Like I will take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And Sydney straight up was like, "No, we're doing it." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Whereas me, like, I am the type of person I get really quiet when mm-hmm. I get have any sort of like high emotion. Yeah, I just like shut down. Yeah. And I don't know why I have that response. I don't go to therapy right now. I probably should. But even most of my teachers in high school, like, made note of mm-hmm. it. Like, anytime, not that parent-teacher conferences were required mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. high school, and not that any of my teachers wanted to have one, but if my parents had the option of meeting my teachers, it was just like, hey, Maya, like, shuts down. Mm-hmm. I don't, I still do it. I'm way better at it now, especially now putting things into perspective mm-hmm. of, like, oh, we're on a show. We have a thing yeah. to do. I have to, like... Not necessarily act a certain way, but, like, yeah. at least make my presence known <laughs> here and there. So, Sydney and I are very different yeah. in those regards. Like, so, way different. Yes, I work a lot, even when, like... <laughs> like, I have, so much. Like, a really, probably unhealthy amount. But, you know, when we started getting those numbers, it became really overwhelming and, like, very scary for me. Only because, like, at the beginning, straight up, we had, like, you, me our friends who we told about it yeah and maybe like that was maybe like six people and then like maybe maybe and it was just the people who we like kind of pulled from twitter or something like that or like the people that we interviewed and their friends or something like that so it still even though like it was like a couple of hundred it still felt like very small yeah it still felt like very like intimate and these people knew who we were Uh and like all of this stuff and um, because we've talked to them and they'll talk to their friends and they know who we are but now it's like strangers are listening to me and i'm scared now. (laughs) like i don't know how to say that and um, I'm, I don't want to be scared, but, like, mm-hmm. I, it's just, like, strangers who are listening to me who, like, I don't know what they think about me. And I am I'm a people person. Like, I am a people pleaser. I need people to like me for some fucking reason. I learned this a couple years ago. Yeah. And I also just don't want to, like, say anything that will, like, hurt anybody. Whereas <laughs> I definitely have said some things on the show in which Sydney, not 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 often this yeah. has maybe happened once or twice where she's like um i'm very stressed out about yes. the thing that you said i think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. received poorly and i just i feel bad because i just kind of shrug it off yeah. and like it'll be fine like i've definitely gotten better at soothing her anxiety <laughs> over the past year but it's 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 interesting to me that we've made this work I know. as long as it has but and i think it's because we both made changes for each other yes i have let you say the things that you've said because the thing is is like you're not wrong i'm just scared all the time yeah. <laughs> like and that's my brain fighting me and the reason i take prozac but like that, <laughs> <laughs> like that's just my brain fighting me and i have to like get over it and learn that like it's okay to yeah. not please everybody and like that's not a thing that's ever gonna happen which also is a very scary reason why people started with the yonder episode for me. i know <laughs> Very Trust me, scary. my ego got a little kick out of it, but I was like, holy shit, they hear me talk about things that I don't know if they want to hear me talk uh, about. Um, but also, you have learned to, like, change how, like, you present yourself and, like, change yeah. how you're accommodating me and my I- issues. <laughs> I don't 
I wouldn't say that they're issues. Mm-hmm. I, I know that that's how you perceive mm-hmm. them, but they can also be perceived as strengths. Sure. In certain regards. Mm-hmm. Like, there becomes a point where, yeah, working is a little too yeah. much and you kind of need to take a vacation. <clears throat> and that's where I also need to learn how to, like, step up mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. amount and be like, okay, <laughs> I, I need to learn how to, like, yeah, I'm very bad at procrastinating. Yeah. Like, super bad mm-hmm. about it. So, this has all been... A learning process of being like okay yeah how do i manage my time wisely (laughs) instead of just fucking around for 12 hours and then in the last hour going like oh shit i need to do this right now (laughs) yeah but so that's to say if you are a new listener if you're an old listener welcome welcome thank you thank literally thank you (laughs) thank you um we again we're not expecting anything anything really So far, the the messages that we've gotten have been very, very nice about yeah. the way that we operate and the way that we view fandom and fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, we did this with the sole purpose of being like, why are there so many podcasts just shitting on fan Just shitting all over them. And we had no idea how many other podcasts there were that were, like, trying to do mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. thing that we are until we started doing it. So it's a very tight-knit community, mm-hmm. which we're very thankful for. But it's also, we want to make it as welcoming yeah. and as open as possible. So if you have any suggestions, we, we are always open to them. Like, yeah. we don't give a... Sh- <laughs> we literally don't... Like, just send us mm-hmm. an email. Mm-hmm. We are going to respond. We're going to be nice about it. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. Because when that happened, we released an episode that we had recorded way before... that like happened so we were just like okay i guess we just sit in this for a little while longer until we can it it was kind of nice just to like hop on and be like oh shit cool (laughs) (laughs) at least from my end i was like fuck yeah Yeah. like again i i'm very much backseat Mm -hmm. like i'm still here i I have things to say but i'm not as Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anxiety driven as my lovely lovely friend (laughs) sydney is so, um, but because we get to do things like this. Oh, well, okay. I guess I'll say if you're a new listener, welcome. Hi. Like we said, just like a little brief intro to our show. You can send us fanfiction recommendations. We got a ton at our email, canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. Um, I would also recommend to follow us on social media because that's where we post updates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so we have mm-hmm. a Twitter, Canon, uh, at Canon Pod, or Instagram at canonicallyincorrect, our Tumblr, um, our TikTok. If you came from the TikTok, hi. <laughs> hi how are um, you hi, how are sorry <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this might be a little weird but you we do three episodes a month so we take a break at the end because mm-hmm. we are doing this as a hobby really we don't yes. get paid to do it yeah. we have our own lives i have a full-time job maya's obviously as you could tell just eating two degrees yeah. um so we take the week off at the end of the month so um that's just just very, for a little mental sanity. Just for a mental sanity. But because you guys are incredible and amazing, we got like a lot of love. We get to do really fun things like start a Patreon. Oh my god, it's <laughs> happening! We full full clarity. We tossed around the idea at the end of last year, yeah. and we were like, okay, we're gonna launch it at the beginning of twenty twenty two. Um, I ended up taking twenty credit yeah, hours, yeah, yeah. and that was not possible. I was totally drained from life. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. So we kind of played with the idea just a little bit, talked about it here and there, whereas about a month ago yeah. is when we both were like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we should <laughs> we should start thinking about Maybe. it this year. And then the massive just like onslaught onslaught of followers happened and we were like, okay, well, if now, if <laughs> there was any sign to sure. do it, now is probably the time. Yeah. So our Patreon will be launched by the time this episode yes. comes out. We will not be publishing anything for it until July. July. So the way that things are going to be working on the Patreon is we will be releasing 
episodes three more episodes yeah so we have different tiers for different payment options yes. um we have our low tier which is fanfiction.net friend it's two dollars a month um if you guys want that to be well, honestly if you were like can you please make it a dollar i can't afford two dollars and if there's a lot of you do that done like i yeah, really just don't email care us and just let us know yes but that's just you'll get access to our discord Woo-hoo! that maya lovingly set up for you guys to talk to us talk with each other talk with each other about fan, fan fiction, fiction fandoms you're a part of yeah literally anything yeah we have tons of ideas for the discord um we'll we're probably like do giveaways mm-hmm. streamings we have writing competitions yeah, that we're yeah, setting yeah. up um, with if we, prizes <clears throat> if we have enough artists that come in we'll do an art competition yeah, yeah. like we have so many ideas for it so mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fanfiction.net friends will get at least discord at access. least discord access yes. but then if it's five dollars if you can for five dollars a month for wattpad well wishers mm-hmm. you get three bonus episodes a month so Woo! that includes two solo bonus episodes from me and maya where we yes. just talk about a fan fiction that we've read and it's not going to be structured it's not going to be super structured no. it's kind of going to just be whatever we want to yeah. talk about they probably also won't be long like 30-ish minutes 30-ish minutes probably longer if we want shorter if we yeah, want yeah, like, yeah. it just depends um but they're just going to be like if i finished a show that i really want to talk about yeah. if i just finished a fan fiction that i want to talk about if there's just a something that's going on that that it's in the realm of fan fiction or fandom that either of us individually want to talk about we're going to be doing that Mm -hmm. and those will be coming out on our opposite weeks so on the first week of the month i release a main episode and then maya will be releasing her bonus patreon episode yeah in the bonus patreon episodes at least the solo ones Mm -hmm. will be um premiering on mondays yeah the episode on monday and episode on friday yeah the the very first patreon i'm just realizing this audio it's me (laughs) and it's actually not going to be in the month of july it'll be late june since your episode debuts july 1st yeah so that'll be coming out whenever that monday is Mm -hmm. i don't have my calendar out um it'll be mine Mm -hmm. and then friday cindy's episode will come out that next monday it's empty so the third week of the year it's empty and yeah. then the fourth where we normally have a break on our main page we'll be doing a structured joint bonus episode yeah and most likely these will be like debates yeah, yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. fours i'm not too sure that we'll actually be doing fan fiction reading all that much um, probably yeah. if we want to bring like one shots or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that um or just suggesting things yeah. to each other it'll but be they'll be more, more like our our main episodes yeah, our where episodes. we're together but it'll just be for a bonus so those are going to be five dollars a month and then for ten dollars a month you're going to be a tumblr tub thumper and if anybody doesn't know i just used synonyms for friend hi <laughs> <laughs> and um so for ten dollars a month you could be a tumblr th- t- tub thumper thank you and um for that it's good the same things you get discord access bonus episodes but then you also get things like access to polls um mm-hmm. so that will be like if maya wants to do a tld question mark and she's just like what should i do out of a list of f- yeah. three or four and then we'll you'll have you community me, access i always do my shit really <laughs> late so you'll have yeah you'll have options. or if like hey i want to talk about drama in the fan fiction space here are three options that i can't choose from yeah. you guys choose for us so you can just get like a little bit more control of what we talk about mm-hmm. and then for this is a little bit more for an, our fourth tier, which is an AO3 Amigo. It's limited to three. And for that, you for, for $20 a month, I know that's a lot, you get to choose what we talk about. So you would put in like, this is, a, you know, I'm getting tier four access. I would like, you have to like say in a joint episode, Maya's solo episode, Sydney's solo episode, I would like mm-hmm. for them to talk about 
this fan fiction. I would like for them to talk about this show. I would like to talk for them to talk about X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever. Yeah. This, of course, is within our rules and boundaries um, of the things that we will list or read. We yeah. will talk about. There, there is an asterisk. <laughs> there is an asterisk. We still have full autonomy yeah. of what we record and what goes on our show mm-hmm. because we want again to have a welcoming space yeah. not only for everyone but for ourselves yeah. we don't we just want to be like here you go monkey dance like we, <laughs> yeah. we still want control yeah you know we we want mm-hmm. influence from you guys about what you want to hear yeah. because again we're just at least mine i'm pulling things out of we're my floating, ass left and right we're floating in a current <laughs> like a, a constant void of just doing like maybe they'll like it <laughs> yeah. who knows so but those you'll get just like a, you'll just get like a little more control oh and i forgot in the third one we're gonna be shouting out patreons so if yes. you ten dollars a month we'll also be shouting out all of our patreons who subscribes so you'll have your little name in the main episodes Wee. so um yeah that'll be released it's gonna be patreon.com slash incorrect um if you would like to support us it means the world to us we've been able to do so many things because of the support from you guys mm-hmm. we've been able to get mic stands we've been able to get a soundcloud premium subscription yeah we've been able to do like so much and we have more plans that we want to do oh and then we have goals i totally forgot i know about the i was Patreon gonna mention goals. it when you were when you're done with your spiel um we have i don't remember exactly like what the numbers are but we have like several goals I think the first one was 50. I think it's 50 or 25. Something like that. Something like it's like that. 25, 50. And I'm going to be reading Twist, Twist and, and Shout for the first time. I have That'll never read Twist and Shout. Yeah. So that will be a bonus episode where I have to do like a structured episode about Twist and Shout and have Maya sit there and experience like PTSD teenage war flashbacks. Yep. I think then it's 50 and Maya's going to be talking about In Another Life, which is the Boku Aka <laughs> fan fiction that popped off on tiktok popped, popped off on tiktok <laughs> in 2020 about, yeah and then i get to sit here and probably cry so that's gonna be another like yeah. structured episode we'll see how that goes yes i think it was 150 i think yeah 150 we're gonna be yeah having a kind of scheduled episode it's gonna be a main episode but it's gonna be streamed live for all of our patreons uh-huh. um so you get to sit and watch us record an episode live. Um, we're going to be doing fan fiction trivia with prizes. And mm-hmm. we'll be playing the newlywed game. So <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. And then finally for 250 Patreons, we will be traveling oh to Forks, Washington. <laughs> and uh, recording episodes for, for, a, a, twilight for a special Twilight Month. Yeah. So that yeah. is like the ultimate goal is to like have like a special Twilight Month. Yeah. Recording in the house. In or, the in or Belly's least, house. Or at least in the town. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah. sure they're reserved up yeah. in Wazoo. But. So that are just like all of our goals. And we hope that we can reach goals with you guys because it's been a lot of fun. Again. Um, but we just realized that we can't talk about everything on just our main show because we only release mm-hmm. three episodes. And one of the episodes a month is with a, 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 an interview. So yeah, by no means don't feel pressure. No, 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 like, no, no. If you have the money and you are willing, thank you. Yeah. Like a thousand times. Yeah. But don't if you're living paycheck no. to paycheck, please fucking do not. Absolutely don't. If you're <laughs> if like you this might be financially unstable for me, then stop. Don't. Put the credit card just, down just and don't, don't do just it. Don't. Don't do it. We we're doing this because we want to be able to create more content. Yeah. And if like yeah, the and only we both have like jobs and yeah. like things we have to do mm-hmm. and work around, and our schedules are fucking. At least my schedule is fucking crazy yeah. during school, so finding time to record is like mm-hmm, not great. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I could take a day off of work, sure, <laughs> to be able to record all this shit, that then, would be great. Then yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. And the only way we will be able to do that is through a Patreon or S- support. Something. 
just support yeah and if then again can, thank you we do have if you like don't think you can do like monthly we do just have our ko-fi ko-fi.com slash canonically incorrect where you could just make one-time donations yeah and we we have gotten we cry every single time yeah (laughs) every single time we cry and we sob and we're just like why are people so kind to us i don't understand i'm Mm -hmm. a person on the internet why do you trust me with your money but it's what we want to do so we're just hoping that you'll support us in this journey however you can support us however you can support listening to the show yeah if you can do Kofi if you could do patreon thank you yeah regardless yeah. you're we, appreciate, we love you <laughs> we appreciate that you're even here with yeah, us yeah and speaking of support i have one more thing mail time okay so backstory for anybody who doesn't oh know God, that was so menacing <laughs> i released a tiktok like at the beginning of this of, of june mm-hmm. i would say uh, no, May. May. Sorry. No. Uh, at the beginning of May, where I talked about like a, all the Raylo fan fiction that's been turned into books. Yeah. And first of all, I love Raylos. You guys are the best. I love your fan fiction. I'm sorry that I came onto it late, but I just hated Star Wars. I really hope you can understand. <laughs> See, I was busy reading Poe Dameron X Readers. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was a but then busy I, in a I found Raylo fan fiction at the beginning because I was just like reading different fan fiction that I had, mm-hmm. and I was like, mmm, tasty. So then I just like we slowly started accumulating Raylo fan uh fan fiction authors and Raylo fan fiction readers and you guys are the sweetest and the kindest but because of that tiktok someone tagged one of the authors Kristen Bowling Ah, hi hi. author a Raylo fan fiction turn book called we'd know by then which um is my favorite because it's a soulmate au book wow so hi (laughs) and um she was kind enough to send us mail oh my god and I asked permission to open this on the podcast because it's technically not for the podcast but but I was like, please, this is like our first mail that we've gotten. And um, ju- also to point into clarification, we don't have a P.O. box. This was just a person that I trusted with my home address. Yes. So um, thank you. I'm going to be opening it now because I'm so fucking excited. It's been sitting here. It's been sitting here for weeks. For for like a week and a half because we didn't record last yeah. week, but we hung out and she was like, it's here. And I was it's like, here. I tried convincing her to open it and just record no. audio on her phone. <laughs> okay. There's a little note. Oh, wow. Um, it says, thank you for the love and the support for all things Raylo. Heart, Kristen, XO, Sydney at Canonically. Oh, my God. It's a Raylo postcard. Yeah, you didn't see Shut it. up. I, I didn't, didn't see that. Oh, my God. And it's from her book. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cute. Okay. And then I kind of knew because I felt it. Yeah. It's the book. Yeah, I figured. Oh, my God. There's post-it notes. <gasps> she left little notes. In oh, the my book. God. Oh, my God. It says my favorite part. What does this one say? A very fun and last minute addition. <gasps> Shut up. Little, little. Almost identical this. to the fic with more kissing. <laughs> wow. Shut up. And there's a little bookmark. You got the whole nine yards, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. And there's art. Shut up. And it's signed. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Oh my God. Shut up. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> she can add it to her library. I'm going to add this to my library. I love this. I love the little notes. Thank you for the notes. That, like, adds so much more to it. Super cute. Are those little notes, yeah. like, perfection. And I will be adding all the stuff that we got, all the little pictures and, and stuff to our Instagram. So if you want to go check that out, um, it's going to be on our Instagram where you can see all the things that we got. So thank you, Kristen. I really loved this so cute. much. <laughs> for my episode today, I know that was a lot. But I do have a five. I have an episode today. 
shockingly i know so you've already seen from the title of the episode that i'm gonna be going to start a series where i talk about one single fan fiction over and over and over again a monster fucking fic that i found and um i'm excited to be talking about it for probably a couple years (laughs) because um i'm planning on talking about it once or twice a year to do like a episode drop in Mm -hmm. um where we get through this fan fiction together because um i'm just gonna let you know it's 1.2 million words so it is a monster yeah. of a fic and i'm gonna be completely honest i don't even know how i found this fic i think i was like looking for like like going through the fix with the most amount of words or something yeah. and i was like hmm, hmm i'm intrigued so yeah i'm gonna be starting it with chapters one through six so let me tell you all about it so the fic that we will be starting today is called a thing of vikings by a thing of vikings it was started in april 2nd 2017 and is not finished quite yet but i have been talking with the author and i was let known that we should be talking about this because they are going to be coming out with the next book in the series this month in june so they were just like this is coinciding perfectly please talk about this and i was like yes i finally get permission to talk about this now and like i said it's 1.2 million words with 119 chapters so yeah (laughs) yeah it is a beast and it is a how to train your dragons fan fiction like yeah i love how to train your dragons Dude, didn't they just recently add on Netflix the rest of them? Um, probably. I know. Or they added them back. They added something. them back, something, something like, like that. that. They added a show. Who knows? They have like plenty of of properties. They have mm-hmm. the three movies. They have plenty of shows, and I love them all. Great. If you didn't have a crush on Hiccup, shut up. If you didn't have a crush on Astrid, okay. If you didn't, one bye. Um, two. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, if you didn't have a crush on either of them, then you're probably not gay. Especially after the <laughs> second movie. That's when, like, he grew up. Grew up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dude, my best friend growing up. Because, God, how old was I when that first movie came out? Oh, my God. That's I, a great question. I was young. I, I was young. Yeah. My my best friend at the time bought 2010. all 2010. So I was 12 when that movie came out. I was out. 8 turning 9. Nice, nice, nice. Mind you, still Mormon at the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my best friend growing up was, like, Oh my god, she yeah. bought all the books, yeah. she like had posters in her room, plushies, everything. Uh-huh. Chokehold over oh, us. Oh, for sure. Being in like the third or fourth mm-hmm, grade or mm-hmm. something. So. I have a Build-A-Bear. I have a toothless Build-A-Bear that Fuck I got yeah. on my 16th birthday nice. in 2014. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. That, that's had like a chokehold on me for a very long time. Yeah. For for us being yes. little grade schoolers, yes. it was like... We, the first time I watched it was at the drive-in movie theater with my family at a drive-in that doesn't exist in our state anymore, unfortunately. Sadly. And we watched it with Yogi Bear. It was like a double feature with Yogi... Your, your face dropped horribly. Um, it was a double feature with Yogi Bear. And I remember like my sister and my cousins and my parents and my aunt and uncle were like all sitting outside and I like was, you know... 14 and was like brooding brooding and i was like yeah. i'm gonna stay in the car me, 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 me. and i was like you're not even gonna be good and then i watched how to turn your dragons surrounded by sound from like the minivan that i was in and i was yeah. like mesmerized yeah i was like that is the best movie i've ever seen i will say my little sister put it on the tv mm-hmm. like two weeks ago or mm-hmm. something um the cg does not oh i believe it does yeah. not it's not up to par <laughs> sure, anymore sure, sure, sure. still a great movie don't Still get me wrong soundtrack movie. fantastic yeah. but yeah the cgi i was like yeah shut up the music oh yeah the music is incredible yeah yeah 
absolutely i know yeah 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) trust me i know but yeah i've always loved these properties like and some people don't like the sequels i love the sequels i love two and i love three seen the second or the third fully oh okay i've seen most of the second i've never seen any of the third okay just like bits and pieces yeah yeah yeah. so like i sort of know but also not really well that's fine because the only thing that's canon is the first movie in this fic oh okay mm-hmm. i was like Sorry, what are like, we talking about no, 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 like, no. what are you talking about no the first movie is completely canon in the fic and okay. then it goes off on its own so i cool. i think it says like parts parts of it maybe i'm so sorry i can't remember we'll get there when we get there we'll get there when we get there but yeah like the first book is or the first movie is completely canon and it has like a lot of the characters if you haven't seen the movie i would pause this episode right now and, and watch the movie um, it's a great movie it's a great fucking movie it didn't win an oscar did it win Mm-mm. an oscar yeah unfortunately animation's not a real art and disney wins everything anyways <laughs> but they're they're great movies i enjoy them so much and mm-hmm. i was so excited when i came across it on ao3 where i was like how to twin your dragon fan fiction what so i was very excited mm. um and like i said it's just it's based on the canon so a lot of the canon stuff is still relevant like mm-hmm. astrid and hiccup's relationship dad uh all of the the side characters are Dude, still pretty craig ferguson's character the one missing the leg gobber yeah yeah <laughs> he's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's um, me gobber is in the fic so awesome. I, you'll be happy <laughs> hey, amen so yeah it currently sits at 27 270,000 hits 3,137 kudos 15,000 comments and 1,137 bookmarks and there are a bunch of tags um i kind of consolidated them down to just a couple that you would need to know it is alternate history so what i learned from this is that it is how to train your dragons but like real life viking shit Ah. real life north mythology kind of stuff okay one of the tags is the past isn't a friendly place so Mm. we'll kind of learn that vikings were not vikings were not nice (laughs) it does have a mature tag on it Ah. so take that as you will there's references to North religion and lore. The mm-hmm. first How to Train Your Dragon movie is canon. All other How to Train Your Dragon properties are a buffet table of ideas. Mature rating is for violence and related content. There mm-hmm. are depictions of polyamory and polygamy, um, implied references of underage sex, and like I said, the fr- past isn't a friendly place. So, I mean, you'll probably get into it, yeah. but just a quick question. Yeah. Um, is it set in our world or is this like vikings as in they're still it's, on their island they're still whatever. on their island so i have only read up to what i have read up to okay. i haven't read a ton of it um so i am i am like learning as much as everyone else is yeah. so as far as i know it seems to be like real like in our world because it seems like a lot of the names that they pulled were like real life names okay. um but then like with burke and with dragons and stuff like that so okay. that's like if so you, it, they just put burke yes in our world yes okay. basically burke and dragons okay into our i just world. wanted to get a no, general yeah, yeah, understanding yeah. of where the where yeah. i am okay. so and it seems for the first chapters like i said i'll be going through chapters one through six it seems like the first six chapters what i've gotten and of course my mind can be changed from you know as much as we continue to read it seems like it's going to be like a game of thrones meets how mm. to train your dragon mm, because mm, it mm. seems very political it seems very like there's going to be some backstabbing maybe a war involved i should have brought like my ipad to take notes yeah right, I, feel like right, I, right. I feel like i need to take notes so it seems like there's going to be like some of that it that's just the vibe it gave me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it seems kind of like those kind of darker vibes okay. where you take like this 
children's movie where it has dragons and stuff and add more darker elements to it. I'm waiting for a war. I think that would be really fucking cool. You're only six chapters in. I'm only six chapters in, but there's 119, so <laughs> we have time. Yeah. I'm really excited to read this, and I'm really excited to, like, continuously read this because I think it'll be really fucking cool. I was not expecting the first six chapters to be so long. Like, they're so long, and I was like, really? oh, my you God. You gotta get up to my level. I know. <laughs> 300,000 words in one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe I did that. Sometimes I can't believe that you did that either. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like a fever dream. I think you were running on spite. I literally, (laughs) I think I was. I hate, I hated listening to that, like, editing Really? I love that episode. I, well, (laughs) because my story retelling at that point. Also, this episode is the, the Songbird Songbird of the the Sea. sea. It's it's the fourth episode. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, at that point, I didn't really, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. tell a story. So I was like, yeah, man, then fuck, then this happened. Yeah. Shit, man, then this happened. It was I crazy. I remember you had like a, uh, on our Twitter, you were like, I'm sorry that I said fuck so much, guys. Because <laughs> I was editing it and I was like, oh my God, uh-huh, uh-huh, why? Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So, so yeah. I'm really excited to read this and we will get right into it. So we start in autumn of 1040 CE, which means common era. Okay. And we start the fic with a crew of sailors sailing towards Burke. Mm-hmm. Um, for the one thing that Burke is known for, dragons. So it seems like no one else really does dragons as much as them. And so a sailor says, I thought we were done with the sea tales. And the, it seems like what the captain of the ship says, no, you'll see. Burke is one of the few places where there are still dragons. They've been fighting for them for oh, a hundred years or so, dragons come, steal some sheep, just like they used to back in Europa, before the hunters got to them, and the hooligans fight back. Them Vikings, too damn stubborn to leave. And that's why we come. From Burke, we trade iron to get dragon hide, dragon claws, dragon teeth, dragon meat. So it seems like this is, like, the only place that the people of Burke were just, they're like, I'm not leaving my home. I'm staying here, dragons or no. Mm-hmm. So then these traders come to get the things that they get from their kills with the dragons. Yeah. So as they get closer to sea land, a pair of dragons swoops over them. And this makes the captain scream for the crew to like duck, get their weapons out. They're expecting to be blasted by these dragons. Mm-hmm. And while they're searching and they're trying to get eyes on this pair, they realize that the Night Fury is carrying a rider. The dragon lands on the ship and it's Hiccup the chief's boy who the captain has met a handful of times now but he's on the back of a dragon and they pull the ship into port saying that lots lots has been changed since the last time they've been there Mm -hmm. and they're like there's dragons there's dragon like no one's gonna ever believe us that like there's people riding on the backs of dragons yeah so they step off the ship and there's dragons everywhere there's one standing on the docks helping fishermen catch fish there's one curled up in the town square and there's a group of children like climbing all over it as if it was just like a dog Mm -hmm. um there's a group of dragons that are flying the islands that all have teenagers riding on the back of them and the one heading them all is hiccup and he's acting as if this has been his whole life so he goes to find his father and while the sailors expect they take in this new Burke and they half expect the dragons to be like under their reign and their control. But when they ask if they're like going to buy the stuff that they're normally going to buy, they're just like, oh, yeah, well, the dragons are still using their teeth. So no, <laughs> they're like, sorry, what's happening? And they're like, you named the dragons. Very confusing to these people, right? Um, also all the dragon names are incredible like we'll go over them there's like hiccup and toothless obviously Mm -hmm. they're like perfection Uh, but we'll like go through who each of the people like the important people are 
so they're trying to get the story straight from the chief stoic who is hiccup's father and they have found that it's even more twisted than they imagined but of course he would be when he's joined by his son hiccup and his dragon flying partner astrid who they are dating mm-hmm. so at the end of the movie like i said the first movie is all canon they like kiss at the end of the movie and that's like a signifier of like they're dating now yeah so, and they're very cute like through this whole they're very cute i would honestly read this the fic I would just, first first of all, read the fic. <laughs> um, you could read along with me, read along ahead, whatever. But read along for, like, their moments alone because I can't, like, detail by detail, like, each of their experiences. But, like, I loved them together when I was a kid. I love them together now. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. And I, I love the interactions that they have in the fic, too. Like, they're just, they, they hit the romantic side of me where I'm like, ah, it's so good. <laughs> So Stoic says, was not my victory, Johan. Twas my son's victory, and I could not be more proud to call him my son. He tells Johan and the sailors the story of his son's victory over Ale and me. And if you do know how the story goes, if you don't, you should watch the movie. It's very simple. Hiccup is from Burke in a city, uh, in a village where they are constantly attacked by drag- dragons mm. all the time. They have to fight for their lives with these dragons. And in the beginning of the movie, Hiccup is kind of an outcast even for being the chief's son because he's skinny and tiny and small um but he's able to is that why they don't like him also because he like can't kill a dragon yeah yeah (laughs) i think that's the main (laughs) takeaway from why they don't like him he's also like tiny (laughs) but i don't think that's why they dislike him (laughs) i just think that's how he is (laughs) that's that's how he is but no i think it's like you know vikings like his dad is like huge and like like hiccup never gets like huge like they even mention in this fic sometime where they're like that's the dragon riding kit okay like that's not what i was expecting but yeah like he like just can't fight like he's just really not a physical kind of dude but like he's very innovative and with that like innovation he's able to capture a night fury which is like the top of the top dragons like they're Mm -hmm. super fast they're super deadly and he's able to make friends with this dragon which he calls toothless and so of course he has to hide this dragon and a whole bunch of shenanigans and fuckery happens and um basically the end of the movie is he is able to free the dragons from whatever they're like enslaved by this huge other dragon to bring them all food Mm -hmm. and so he they're able to free all the dragons and because of that they enter into this like loyal like supportive relationship Mm -hmm. where like they're both being platonically in in a like used together for whatever yeah. reason we're like the dragons help the people and the people help the dragons they don't kill each other anymore mm-hmm. and hiccup obviously gets like a better relationship with his father and all these other people who have just been like boo <laughs> it's like whole life so from this stoic kind of puts his foot down with johan and stating that since there has been a change there will no longer be selling anything dragon related past like the stuff they already have so out of the goodness of his heart and because he knows that the trip to burke is not a friendly one stoic gives him their trade for free and he says i know that if you're half as good at trading as you think you are you'll be able to get your patrons to bid wildly over the last dragon parts to come from the barbarians for a long time i think you'll do well and johan looks at the chieftain he's tall he's broad he has a thick accent and he's the very image of a dull barbarian chief mm-hmm. And he just ran rings around a very sophisticated trader. He laughs and he says, Stoic, my old friend, you are wise and I will accept your gift in the spirit in which it was intended. To the end of an era and to the beginning of a new one where we shall grow fat on peace instead of lean on war. 
So Hiccup's account of the night is very different. Um, and the uh, the night, I mean, where he took down, like, the giant dragon in the movie. Mm-hmm. He only felt that since defeating that dragon on the beach, it's only been overwhelming to him. Wherever he goes, people are looking at him. People who have, like, all his whole life are suddenly seeing him differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just overwhelming for him to be like, they once looked at me like I was a nuisance. And now they're like, oh, my God, he's like a He's like a god, and he's like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like that you've suddenly changed your view on me this quickly. Um, but the worst part of what happened that night came in the form of nightmares, the PTS, just from, like, the retellings that people have. They have, like, sagas where they tell the whole journey of this tra- dragon hero, and he just has, like, horrible PTSD like flashbacks when people are like telling stories about it it's only been around a month or two um, but everything from his missing foot to the relationship he has with his father is still like a fresh wound that still needs to be healed mm-hmm. um but like what is he supposed like is he supposed to really be like please stop singing my praises because every time you do that I feel helpless and cold and I don't like it anymore yeah. like they're very much like we're doing this for you why don't you like it and he's just like yeah like awesome At the moment, Hiccup was pretty sure that, given a choice, he would have picked losing his baby teeth all over again. People kept looking at him expectantly, and he wanted to cry or run away or scream or something. It was worse than waking up from those nightmares where you weren't wearing clothes because this was real. And his only comfort comes from Astrid. Because she understands him. She lets him talk about anything. Dragons, inventions, the village. He had his dragon and he had Astrid. And honestly, he would be perfectly happy if that was all he had. Mm-hmm. So finally, when he, got, he gets the chance to leave, everyone's distracted. And he like gets up and he's like, goodbye, I'm leaving. And Astrid follows him out and they find a secluded location after, you know, Hiccup voices his concerns for all this. And I will say that the author, again, does dialogue incredibly well. Like this scene, they're talking about how they're both concerned with their image like hiccup with the people of burke and astrid with hiccup because she was like a giant dick to him in the first movie yes she was like n- not like snot lout where like she was like actively bullying him but she kind of just let it happen and she was like she's like actively afraid that he'll remember that and change his mind for with like wanting to be with her mm. so they like have this very open and like they have like such a healthy relationship too i love them so much conversation about like how they feel and the merchant the trader johan finds the couple during this moment and he interrupts them and he says now i know that you're expecting me to ask about buying dragons so i'm not i would rather be able to come back next year instead i will just say this hiccup for you for you to consider You now possess, as far as I know, the only tamed dragons in the entire world. Others will hear of this, even if I kept my own lips sealed, which I will not. My crew will not be so silent. You now possess the wealth of kingdoms. Figure out how to protect it. So Astrid and Hiccup are hesitant. Like, why would this man be telling them to protect dragons? He Mm -hmm. buys and sells things for a living. He would be the perfect person to try to make a ton of money off of this. Um, But he just says, if this man here manages to maintain his hold, thanks to my warning, then I hope to be able to find favor with you in the future. And being one of the few traders who does business with Burke well, that has every possibility to make me a very, very wealthy man. If you somehow lost control of the dragons, if others managed to do what you have done, well, then my position would not be as strong. And I would not be able to command nearly as high a price, now would I? And then he's gone. For Astrid and Hiccup to just walk away. And Astrid says, I don't like him, but he does give good advice. 
So on another part of Burke, we get a shot of the rest of the gang. So like I said, they have Snotlout and Hookfang, his, dra- his dragon, and Snotlout is Hiccup's cousin, technically, and also was a giant fucking dick to Hiccup in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you have the twins, Roughnut and Toughnut. Rough is the girl, Tough is the boy, and they, I don't remember their dragon's name, but they ride like a two-headed dragon. Yeah. Um, and then there's Fishlegs with Meatlug, and Fishlug, Fishlegs is like, he's also not like he's a very passive character in which he like wants to study the dragons and Mm -hmm. learn from them and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then astrid like i said her dragon is stormfly so those are kind of all the characters of the main cast that you need to know and then gobber and gobber and stoic (laughs) yeah so um those are the ones of this chapter that you really need to know so and i immediately loved them so much because i love how to train your dragon sometimes they don't do side characters all that well I will say. Mm. Um, sometimes they are very one note. Like, they're very only one thing. Like, Snotloud is only a bully. The twins are only stupid. <laughs> like, they are very one note in a regard. Yeah. Um, but with the thick, and because we're on fan-, fan fiction land, and you can have a chapter be fucking 100,000 words if you want, they get a lot of personality. And they get, like, their own kind of wants and ambitions and goals that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, Snotlout, on one hand, is, like, super jealous of Hiccup and his new come, like, pride and, and, like, glory that he's facing. And he's like, well, I was the one who got a ton of glory, and now it's all all of a sudden on Hiccup, and he's feeling very jealous because of it. And then, on the other hand, Roughnut is very jealous of... Like, I wouldn't say of, like, Astrid for being with Hiccup, but she's, like, jealous of their relationship. Mm. Like, she's looking at that and be like, I want that. But, like, the village is very small. And she's like, I wouldn't date any of these motherfuckers. I'm very confused about what I'm supposed to do. Which, honestly, me. So, I love that they've added personality into Mm -hmm. these people. I really enjoy that. And I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, seeing how they grow through the fic. Because I think that's going to be one of my favorite parts. And I'm going to be rooting for Roughnut to find love. So, let's go, bitch. Either that or she fucking dies. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> she wasn't girly. There wasn't a major character death tag. Is she a major character? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> girly. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Are. I know you are. I know I'm you are. trying to protect you early on. Thank you. But we move to winter 1040 to 1041 CE. And so, winter is really harsh for Burke. Like, they... They've always been super rough. I think it says in the fic that it, like, 12, something like 12 years ago, it was the best winter they had when they had a pox come through and, like, kill off a tenth of the village. So they were like, we don't have to feed these people. That's the best. That's the best outcome. Like, winters have just been really super rough for them. Mm -hmm. And so Stoic is trying to, like, figure out how to get through another winter. But this time we kind of have, like, Hiccup to experiment with the dragons and the resources that they have. And he's currently working on how to get clean water on all this stuff. And Stoic, like, couldn't be more proud to be his dad. And he's talking with Gobber and he says Hiccup may not be the boy that I was but he is only a boy now and look what he's done what will he do when he becomes a man and Gobber says I did say that you could only prepare him maybe I should have told you to prepare the rest of the world instead and he says I you should have him and Toothless the world is not ready for them I also like how it's like I don't know if they meant to do this. I don't remember, like, when the third movie came out, but it takes bits of, like, the third movie Mm. of, like, you haven't seen the third movie. A lot of the third movie is about how the rest of the world is not ready for dragons and how they treat them Mm -hmm. Um, because it's very much how the rest of the world wants to use dragons. Mm -hmm. And um, the end of the movie, I'm going to give you spoiler alerts, give, like, two minutes, all right? The end of the movie is, like, Hiccup having to let go of Toothless because he's like, I can't have you because more people are going to come for you. Mm. So I need to let you go to 
protect yourself and protect the rest of the dragons and it's very sad and i love it so much but i think it's already taking aspects of that where it's Mm -hmm. just like the rest of the world is not ready for this yeah but hiccup is not the only one doing work for burke maybe not the most legal but snell out and four other men are currently flying towards a small village highland. And the longer they fly, the more Snotlout is starting to think that an old-fashioned cattle raid in the middle of the winter is not the best idea. Right? Yes, they are breaking into a small... That's what, that's what Vikings did. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that not a lot of people know that the dragons are currently being tamed. Right? That's, like, very dangerous for a lot of people to find out. Yeah. So, for them to be doing that is, like, incredibly stupid. And the problem is, is that it's not doing it for pride and pride alone. Mm. That's, like, a really big problem. Is that, like, it's not be for, like, the, the good of the village. Like, it's very much for his own pride to be like, mm-hmm. see, I can still do shit. So, it's very dumb. Sorry. <laughs> so, they break in. They steal cows and sheep and anything that they really can before they fly away. And when they're flying away, they see, like, all the guards coming. And their plan is just being, like, well, the animals we let loose will, like, wash away all of our footprints. Like, like they're not even smart about it. It's just very Three. stupid on their yeah. end, right? Now they're carrying towards Berg, and this is the scene of these dragons carrying live cattle and sheep is the first thing that Fishlegs sees in the morning when he's ready to get up. And Fishlegs wants to be, like, this is a prank, right? But he knows Snotlout better than that. And he's just, like, I... I know. <laughs> I know what you guys did. Mm-hmm. The problem is, too, is that all the animals are carrying have died. So they didn't even make it back alive. Like, they have died of either the cold or of fear, right? Yeah. So they didn't even think that far through of, like, getting cattle and getting the animals back to Burke. So, and this leaves Fishlegs with a predicament. He is trying to convince himself to tell Hiccup and Stoic because Hiccup and Stoic would be so pissed if they found out. But... Snotlout would be pissed if he found out that Fishlegs tattled. Mm -hmm. And, like, a part of him still has the PTSD of being bullied as a child, even though they're, like, older now. Like, they're Mm -hmm. probably, I would say, like, 16 or 17, something like that. Yeah. So he is like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So he chews on this decision, like, all day. He goes back and forth between, you know, his good-natured want to tell the truth and his fear of Snotlout. But he looks over the sea, and Burke is already starting to become more and more of a home to a lot of people instead of just a place to survive. Mm-hmm. So together, the people and the dragons, they're making something beautiful. That's the decision he walks to where Stoic is speaking to a villager and he waits patiently for them to finish. And while he waits, he thinks not whether he should say it, but how how to say this. Mm-hmm. And that man, that man Stoic, does not wait a moment for to, to go up to Stotlout's home and push like barge his way inside and he's like you are utter fucking fools you went out and you raided another village worse you raided them using the dragons and most bonehead of all you did it without telling me first and um also just to let you know their entire house is stuffed with meat the meat being cooked meat being stewed just meat everywhere trying to get as rid of much evidence as like physically possible uh, but cooking uh, they could have salted and dry i don't know well that's what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. cooking it was not the best option by far mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. saying that they are smart to begin with no. but the better option would have been salt, salt and dry it or since it is winter ice packing sure 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 but but they're dumb yeah yeah so, so that it's all just going to go to waste. It's all just going to go to waste. But anyways, Stoic then, he goes on and he says, What you did makes all of your previous stupidities pale in comparison. Who else could have stolen the cattle but us? You have just started another grudge feud with another village on behalf of Burke, and they will not believe me when I say that you numbskulls did it all on your own. 
And Stoic says, kind of like what you said, but we're Vikings. We pillage and plunder. Half the reason we never left Berg for seven generations is because we couldn't stand someone else doing it to us. And Stoic, being a grown man who has half of a brain cell, says, aye, but you're forgetting one thing. We may be Vikings, but so are they. Who will they blame? A pack of idiot teenagers or the leader who is responsible for the whole tribe? A tribe that is well known to have a difficult time getting through winter. And just to rub salt into the wound, Stoic calls Snotlow an embarrassment. Messed up in a larger than Hiccup has ever done. Because while Hiccup has messed up in ways, they have been to help and to win glory for the village while Snotlow did it for his own glory. And they actually do take the meat away from them to put into like the community stew for everyone to eat. That's like a part of their punishment. So it doesn't go fully to waste. So as Stoic and Gobber leave the home, an astonishing loud bang sounds from the lower banks of the village. And they just know Hiccup has something to do with it, right? So we're going to back up just a little bit to where Stoic is with Snotlow. Hiccup and Astrid are kind of decompressing from the day. They're sitting by the fire. There's Toothless is with them. And Astrid's dragon, Stormfly, is out in the village when they hear the same loud bang. And they run down to see two men holding Stormfly down, and she's visibly hurt. And the older man explains that Stormfly tried attacking him. But Astrid defends her dragon, telling telling him that he would have had to provoke her to attack him. And this is where it all really starts going downhill because Hiccup sides with Astrid and the man and his friends start blaming him, saying that Hiccup's biased and he's blinded by his lust for Astrid. And yeah, strong word, <laughs> very strong words. And this is where Stoic shows up and he also is on Astrid's side since Stormfly is the only one who's visibly injured. And he asks Astrid and Astrid says, I think Stormfly's okay, but I need the proper bandages for the injuries. She's like asking him to pay to... Mm-hmm. for bandages and shit like that and he just says don't bother your animal is going to get put down if i have anything to say about it save the bandages for some person who gets their guts clawed out by the next dragon that runs amok so it's already kind of a, a dis you know it's only been a couple of months and like dragons were friends right yeah so they're just like some of the village as the village folks as like is seen in this this situation this scenario is that some of them don't trust that the dragons are suddenly friends with us mm-hmm. they're like very weird i don't trust it um but hiccup can't believe that stormfly would just attack an old man unprovoked so he's looking around the area while the argument's going on and he finds this patch of ground that's completely snow free and crouching down he sniffs at it and he smells the extremely strong scent of dragon nip and it's the same smell is coming from that old man's mug it's the same smell that stormfly smell and got up all up in that man's space and that's the same smell that got her stabbed Mm. so the man tries to say that he drinks it all the time but when hiccup goes to heat the tea up for the man to drink again he immediately gags spits it out and stoic says right you drink this of course you do you will pay a geld to astrid for the damage to her dragon and if you try a stunt like that again i will make you drink an entire flagon of that tea am i understood and so the crowd is kind of pleased with the outcome since no one really liked the old man anyways and they disperse but the man gives them like a very poisonous look like while he walks away Mm -hmm. so a month passes and stormfly is well on the mend in the dragon stables and being antsy about not being able to fly with her wound but it is the dead of winter no one is really flying in the first place hiccup and astrid spend a majority of their days cooped up um trying to build new saddles new inventions all that stuff and they actually get a lot to work you know and they're just generally trying to get through the winter and this is what i'm saying like please read the fic because this is i think this is like chapter three or something like three or four and they have a very sweet 
moment with like each of their families so like astrid's aunt and her mom mm-hmm. and hiccup's dad like it's it's a very sweet moment where you just see like their whole family like together and you're yeah. like wow yeah. <laughs> wow I like we say it all the time when we do these, but like, please read the fix. Like, please. Yeah. So this is where we start to shift from Burke. So from Burke, we go to Scotland. Okay. S- sitting back in his throne, Donald Macbethen Mac. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's such a Scott name. <laughs> I know. I'm really. I'm trying. These God. names are so fucking weird too. I know oh, that they're oh. like weird. They're like yeah, real yeah, names, yeah. but I'm doing my best. I, I to remember, say them correctly. I just remembered because the other day I was walking around the house doing a Scott accent. Yes. And I couldn't remember why. It's because Obi Wan Kenobi, the the Disney Plus right, show, right. started, and I was like, "Is that fucking Obi Wan Kenobi?" <laughs> Um, so uh, there's a lot of names. Scottish people are so funny. Scottish people are I funny. I would love to go to Scotland and try haggis someday. Oh, um, <laughs> good for you, bestie. <laughs> so anyways, sitting back in his throne, Donald Macbethan McFinlach. I for sure didn't say that right, but <laughs> he's facing his first winter since he became the King of Scots. Uh. His court filly had mentioned some of his general details of the saga, but Macbethend would have thought it was a tall tale out of myth and legend, if not for two things. First, there was the fact that for the last four months, there had been an utter lack of reports of dragon attacks and raids coming from the northern vessels. Mm-hmm. And second, there was a blackened and burned scale the size of a round shield that the bard had produced from a sack in the proper moment of the tale. For these reasons, he believed that this hero from a village so small that he could not recall its place on the map had apparently managed to break one to the saddle, to do his bidding as he willed, having bested it in the skies above his villages. And that was something that Macbethen could never forget, for a night fury had been among those that had attacked his camp that long ago night. He could still hear the demonic whistle and the screams of the dying men. He also wondered if this not-so-distant hero was also working to consolidate his power. Something must be done. That was for certain. At the very least, he had to ascertain the intentions of this new power on his borders. The dragon hero was apparently still but a boy, but if he commanded a night fury, then he was deadly dangerous. And the king has many more troubles and enemies than the boy, but he could be a potential ally. He just does not know how to court the boy to his side. And this is when his wife leans down to the king and says, Then find out. This hero is from a tiny tribal, holding among the islands to the north. However great his deed, he will still think with his thews and his axe, not his brains, and know not the intricacies of what it means to be a lord. Woo him, dazzle him, find his weaknesses and vices, and bend them. The king smiles. When the weather starts warming up in Burke, Hiccup takes Damn, two... Damn, he going for Astrid. He going. <laughs> he is, uh... Um, there's, like... This is why I think there's, like, a war on the horizon. Because it's already, like... In this moment where you see the Scottish king, he's already talking about he has enemies to, like, his other borders. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I can't have another enemy. So he's trying to court him to his side. I Like, there's just so many intricacies, which, like... It's the same thing which reminds me of Game of Thrones, where it's just like mm. you have this kind of kingdom over here, you have Burke down here, you have this person over here. Like, it's just, there's a lot going on yeah. all at once. Back to Burke, when the weather starts warming up, Hiccup takes Toothless on a flight. Green grass and endless sea before them, and spring has finally arrived. The snow has melted, and the dragons finally fly again. Hiccup is so excited to see how the men and the dragons would work together now that it was getting warm, and what new inventions he could add to Burke. And while they're out, they meet up with Snotlout and Hookfang, and they come across a passing ship. 
When they get closer to the boat, they hear the people aboard gasping that they're seeing that Burke actually tamed dragons. So they drop closer and they yell to the ship, Are you sailing for Burke? Indeed, we are coming for your Thawfest with letters and tribute from King Aldawan U-Imar, King of Verdafjord. Can you point us to the way? I am Ragnel U-Imar, his kingsman and captain of these ships. So they let the ship know that they are on track for Burke, and also inform the ship that they would fly ahead and let the chief and his dragon tamer son know that they were arriving. A few hours later, Hiccup stands next to his father on the docks, wearing his best furs and tunic and freshly bathed in groom watching the ships come in. Um, there are several ships of nobility arrive, and they have to look their absolute best. They each have different reactions towards Hiccup. Like I said, some are shocked that he's this dragon tamer son that saved Burke and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Some straight up sneer at him, but he's the one with the dragon, so he's like... Yeah. As he should. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't, don't know why you're looking at me like that. But after a while, Astra joins them. After she makes sure that all the ships are correctly heading towards Burke, she joins them, and Hiccup feels so much better than to have her with them. Um, after everyone is on Burke, Stoic pulls Hiccup aside because he's expecting someone to stir the pot. Apparently, Mac Aralti and Ekmarkak, sorry, Ekmarkak, are both of the Imar, which are descendants of Ivar, the legendary Viking from 150 years ago. But they don't get along very well. Why do I think that's an understatement? Hiccup says, "I, you are not wrong. Ekmarkak used to duel Dublin some years back." before Mac Arilt Arilt forced him out. Hiccup spends the majority of his day being a host to people who expect him to be, like, different than Mm. he is. Um, But despite this, he's sat in the mead hall in the chair next to his father's throne that evening for a feast for the visitors. Um, He has Toothless sitting behind him, but he really does wish that Astrid was there with him. Um, But there was a little hitch in their relationship. It's, It's still old school. It's very... They have a religion. I don't know much about North norse religion or mythology what their kind of things are Mm. um it does seem that they're very traditional about them like being left alone because they're unwed unmarried Mm. even as a chief's son and all this like they're very cautious of letting them alone together so because you know she's not legally betrothed to him she can't even really sit next to him um even like when they they were standing next to each other with all the ships coming in they couldn't hold hands because it's not formal enough um, and on top of that, they're not even legally adults yet. And they wouldn't be until Manny's day after Thawfest. So even if they were betrothed, it would still be unseemly for her to be with him as part of the family. Mm-hmm. So on top of that formality, there's just so much more formality with this dinner. Stoic thanks them all for traveling so far and visit Burke and the noble visitors then get time to speak. And it's really just who can kiss the most ass and give the best bribe as to not come raid or conquer their lands which to hiccup is like kind of a kick in like the balls because he's there were just like no one thought about us ever and suddenly they're just like please please don't come and conquer our lands or raid us or pillage or whatever like please here's a sword like he's just like he's very like they were expecting him to come do that just because they're Vikings or whatever, which is exactly what Stoutlout was doing. He was just like, we're Vikings. And Hiccup's like, well, I hate that you think that because we're Vikings. Like, we're not really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and could, Hiccup couldn't be more happy when the evening is finally over. So the day of Thawfest arrives and Hiccup is awake. He's ready for the spring fest. There's games and food and contests and music, especially this year, given that dozens of ships from the neighboring tribes and petty kingdoms had shown up, some from far away as Normandy by the Frankish kingdom. 
Hiccup and Astrid are walking around the festival. They're getting excited to kick Snotlout's ass in the game when Fishlegs is frantically running up to them. And he's going, Hiccup, oh, Hiccup, thank Odin, I found you here. She's gone. They took her. She's gone. Someone kidnapped Mutlug last night. We got ambushed, and they had nets and bolas, and they said they were going to kill me to keep me quiet, and I got away and fell down into a hole, and I just got out. They immediately go into searching mode. Hiccup and Astrid taking flight with Toothless. They fly over to the docks to see if there are any missing ships, and sure enough, there are two ships missing. Hmm. So Captain Ragnell, um, if you didn't piece together, that's the ship that they first talked to, where mm-hmm. he was like, I am the king's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He looks at the Captain Dragons as they sit in restraints and shudders. Adelwyn had ordered them to return with dragons whether the hooligans wanted to give them up or not. And with the holds that his king held on him, well, here he was, having sailed through the night and morning as far and as fast as he dared. He was hoping that with everyone distracted by Thawfest that they they wouldn't even notice the dragon and her rider was gone until it was too late. They were already over 30 leagues away from Burke after all. He examined the dragon. They made fine prizes for certain. They went after Gronkles specifically because the beasts needed to eat rocks before they could breathe fire. That meant that they could be fed safely without worrying about risks of having the ship set on fire. Mm-hmm. Plus, the poor beasts were just a little too trusting. Mutlug whines in her cage. Ragnall says, Ah, don't you worry. When I present you to my king, you'll go from being one dragon in a flock to being the personal mount of a high lord. Won't it be nice? you yeah before the dragon can respond a panicked shout comes from the other ship ragnall looks up and his stomach drops at the sight of dozens of dragons their riders visible on their backs it's midnight so he was hoping that the dragons and the riders would have a hard time spotting them he still calls for them to turn around to sail on the coast in hopes that they could even evade them further his sailors are skilled and incredibly motivated to bring the dragons back but unfortunately their rival is hiccup mm-hmm Every thought he had of evading dies when another line of dragons flying steadily forwards shifts into view. Spread across half the sky, at least five or six, moving purposefully across the blue sky. Ragnall changes tactics immediately. His crew covers the dragons up. He hides himself since Hiccup and his friends know who he is and what he looks like and gives the crew a story that they are merchants carrying cargo and are very afraid of dragons. We would never have a dragon on here. Nope, we're very afraid of them. Ha ha. Minutes pass in increasing tension. He could hear the dragon rider and his third mate shouting back and forth, followed by silence. And then someone is digging him from under the surprise. It, um, didn't work, sir. So plan C is to threaten to kill the dragons, um, if they don't leave. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, like, knives, like, up to the dragon's throats. And they say, we'll kill them. We will. And Hiccup's like, we've been over this already. You're, they're the only reason that you're still alive. And they're like, so why will we give them up then? And Hiccup says, because sooner or later, someone is going to make a mistake and you're all going to die. I'm trying to save your, save your lives here. I've got an entire flock of angry dragon riders who have a bone to pick, specifically your bones. I'm only holding them back. I'm the only one holding them all back. But hey, my cousin just wants to burn your boats to the waterline and get back to the festival. And it's not like he's not known for being a hothead or anything. So this is when... Um, they kind of realize that they can fully burn the ship to the ground and the dragons will be fine because dragons are fireproof. Mm-hmm. So they would get out of the ropes and shit like before. Yeah. Like the boat is even sinking. So they give up and they become Hiccup's prisoners. 
And hours later, they finally make it back to Burke, missing the festival entirely. Stoic meets Astrid first, since she's the first one back, and letting them know they're out by the five sisters with the thieves. They find their way to that part of the island as the two ships are being dragged in, ropes tied to their oarlocks as they're being pulled back by dragons. And Stoic announces to the village that they would finish Thawfest the next day and find the punishment best fit for the thieves the day after. And that's what they do. Everyone seems to be enjoying the festival and everything that went along with it except for Hiccup, who could not stop thinking of what was coming in the next day. He and Astrid sit alone, Hiccup staring at the medal he had received from one of the dragon events, and he says, A year ago, if I had this, I would have been ecstatic. Now it's just a child's toy. Mm-hmm. Astrid, I have prisoners locked up in an old dragon cage, and tomorrow we're going to be playing a very different game and one with stakes much higher than this. And Astrid does try to comfort Hiccup as best as she can, because he's right. A year ago, they were just kids. They were playing games for fun. Not like a... I'm just thinking about this. Not like great fun. They were, like, training to kill dragons for a living. Yeah, but okay, in perspective. Yeah. That was that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Like, it's not like they were killing dragons every night. But, no. like, you know, now it's like we have, like, responsibilities and, like, people to uphold and, like we're like adults now and Mm -hmm. i don't like this anymore and people are coming after us because we have dragons like this is not fun i'm not having a good time anymore um so everything has changed so drastically in the last couple months that they just have so many things to do and they're just like i'm just gonna sleep as best as possible and the next morning king aldawin un imar wakes up well before he normally rises and snatches the dagger from beneath his pillow at the sudden sound of screaming. It was still dark outside, but he throws off his covers and readies himself in an old armor as quickly as he can before drawing his sword and heading outside. He asks what's going on, and a guard says, We're under attack. Dragons. They've been attacking the walls, the mott, the bailey, and there's another scream. And Alduin takes off towards it, his guardsmen behind him. He pushes the door open just in time to see a black shape flying by the high flying at a high speed in the dark, an eerie whistling noise not far behind it. It snatches a guard from the middle of the wall and carries him off as he pleads for his life. Alduin knows of dragons, but he had never heard of one that fast. He can't see any of his guards, but a few seconds later, the black beast flies by again and another guard screams as he's carried off by the beast. Alduin opens the door fully, and he hears something that sounds like many, many wings. He runs to the highest point, needing to see what was coming, and Alduin watches in shock as he sees dozens of dragons carrying a long ship. They carry the ship over his walls and past the peak of his fort. There's a gust of wind behind him, and he turns back to see the black beast standing behind him on the rooftop, a young boy riding on his back. Are you King Alduin? Aye, he says back, unsure of what the boy was playing at, but not expecting to leave the rooftop alive. Well, it was a good run while he lasted. At least his wife is safe. The boy throws down a scroll of parchment onto the roof. That's for you. What are you playing at, boy? I am Hiccup Horrendous Haddock III, chief heirs of Burke. Your kingsmen and his men attacked and nearly killed one of my tribesmen, kidnapped and stole away his mountain friend and attempted to steal dragons from the family's flock, but they failed and were caught. Ah, I had no idea, Alduin lies. I simply told them to see if any of your beasts were available for purchase. It is not my fault that they overstepped their instructions. In fact, if you killed them over this kind of misunderstanding, I demand, oh, they're still very much alive. 
So are your guards, though although I think a few said that they weren't good swimmers right before we dropped them into the water. Hiccup informs Alduin that they had returned the thieves and one of the ships before warning Alduin that this was going to be the only time they let him off scot-free. Alduin uh-huh. watches. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck with me. <laughs> Alduin watches as they fly off, picking up the letter and staring down at the 60-foot vessel lying in his fortress. The walls crack before something below gives way, making the ship lurch and fall several feet. Well, this is going to be interesting. One thing had just become very clear to him, however. Dragons were now the new great power in the world, against which fortresses could not stand. So he had to have some. And that's where I'm going to be ending part one of A Thing of Vikings by A Thing of Vikings. Oh my god, there's still 113 chapters before we catch up. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're publishing more. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right, baby. Um, but I fucking enjoyed the shit out of yeah. that. Like, it's, there's a lot of names. Um, so I would understand if, like, notes needed to be, like, there's a lot no, of names. I watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, right, right, right. The next time I, I come to this, it. you're like, who? What? Uh, but yeah, that's why like it gave me Game of Thrones eyes. I was like, okay, so this guy is now going to be coming after here and he's bad. And so this guy's over here wanting to be like allies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so very good. It's very good. And I'm very excited to see like what parts of the true past yeah. we go to. Like we've already met Scotland's already thing. Normandy's, you know. Well, they mentioned France. They mentioned France. I'm, I'm more interested in how much time is going to be passing. Oh, this, sure. it started what fall yeah it starts in fall of 1040 we're, we're at spring yeah it's supposed to be like a couple months after the events of the first movie yeah so and the movies already go like he goes from like 16 to like 20 to like 23 or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah but it's already like crazy and they set up like a lot like the first couple chapters are just set up but like there's they're like needed setup, you mm-hmm, know. Like mm-hmm. we've already have like conflict within the group with like Snotlau and the twins and all this stuff, um, and then there's the people of Burke. Like there's conflict within the people of Burke, and then there's conflict of the people outside. Like yeah. there's just so much going on, and I love it so much, and I'm so excited that I get to read it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what did you think? How did you like that world building? Oh, a lot of world building. Yeah, I think. I think it's just because, like, I I am not going to be reading this no. because you are reading yeah. it and doing it for the podcast. So I want to be just like a yes. blank slate. Yes. Give me the knowledge. Yes. It'll be, again, I, like I said, I'm, I'm more interested in how much time will be mm-hmm. passing. Like, obviously, internal conflict has already been. I don't think this author is going to be giving us, uh, fuck, what is it called? A, a, basically a red herring. But oh, like sure. a what is it called? Uh, 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 is it Schrodinger's gun? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Fuck! I don't remember what it's called. Um, but basically, like, they're not going to be hinting at something if it's not going to happen. Oh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. war. Internal conflict. Right, like, all right. this stuff that's already being brewed. Yeah, and I didn't even really get to talk about, like, there was a scene in which Astrid's aunt is, like, watch out for him just because he gives you things doesn't mean that he loves you and astrid's just like uh like hey he yo. gives her like a dagger after the thaw fest and he's just she's just like thank you i love this so much and um you know they already talk about how Roughnut and astrid are like very different even mm-hmm. though they're both of you know the same village they're both women you know astrid has hiccup and he gives her like he gives her um 
the dagger and he spends time with her and all this stuff even then her aunt is like watch out like he might not be giving you jewelry but like you know he's still giving you stuff and you have to be cautious but Astrid's like he's not giving them to me to get into my pants but then on the other end there's Roughnut who has like snotlout like going after her specifically to get into her pants yeah. he's just like he there's like a scene that is like kind of very uncomfortable that he's just like hey do, can you do you want to come study with me uh, back at my house <laughs> bro one and, look at you and people know you don't fucking study yeah. so uh and she's just like no and even her brother her twin brother is just like he was just trying to be nice and rough that's like he's not trying to be nice yeah he wants to fuck me <laughs> like he's trying to get into my what do you mean by like do you want to come back to my place alone what do you think that means dude like and she has to like so there, there's like they're two very different characters. For like mm-hmm. Astrid has a very good relationship with Hiccup, and it's very mm-hmm. uh, uh, stable, and it's they communicate very well, and it's very healthy. And then there's Roughnut who has to like be like that man's just trying to fuck me. Like then what? Yeah. Like I just have to look out for these people you know because what? I'm not. I would love to have like a red wedding twist in <sighs> this. Yeah. I would, I would, I would fucking yeah, yeah, love. Yeah. But that's also coming yeah. from me. <laughs> I live for that kind of shit. You just want murder upon murder. Uh, upon give murder. me the good stuff. I want. Do you know what I want? I want Hiccup to like snap at one point because it, he like so far in these six chapters he's like I don't want to kill them. Even yeah. though the village like when they bring them back they're like retribution and he's like no, <laughs> like he's very kind and he doesn't mm-hmm, want to be doing. Mm-hmm. I want him to snap. I want something to happen in which, like, he snaps. Like, red wedding. Yeah, so I'm very excited to see how this fit goes. I think it'll be really incredible. I have, like I said, I've talked to the author. They seem, like, very passionate about this fic. Like, that's, well, consider 1.3 million words. Right, right, or right. Or whatever, you know. That, that, you that's, so? that's, cra- that's crazy. Yeah, that's an, that's that's. That's, that's way more dedication than I've ever had in my entire life. I think I, I was talking to them and they said they have like several betas to like like for to oh make sure God. that the Can research you imagine is correct. Having no. like no, no, <laughs> not me. Like, I barely even... send you the shit that I I <laughs> like. Not only to make sure that the like historical part is correct, but to make sure that the writing is good. Like. Oh my god. Like, that's a whole team. That's a team. Yeah. So That's this, a whole production company. This fic is incredible and I'm really excited yeah. to read no, it. No, the I it's very interesting to yes. sit here and like listen to it. I know most of my verbal was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like me processing and yes. like taking it and being like, okay, well, she's not gonna talk about this for another six months, so I really right, have to make right. sure I understand yeah. what's going on before being like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So So, um, but yeah, I think it'll be incredible like i said i'm just even excited for how the characters progress yeah and how the characters change like i want to see if snotlout becomes a better person <laughs> like i want to doubt d- doubtfully D- severe but, doubt <laughs> but like i and then i want to see like how hiccups because it, it feels like the start of like oh, yeah like uh, you know in my hero academia where deku starts off midori starts off and then he goes through so much shit that he's like Bye. <laughs> I have to. I have to go. I have to go. Like he. he I goes guess my so academia spoilers, but also not really. If you don't know. What yeah, we're if you don't know what about. we're talking about. Um, but yeah, like I'm really excited to see how all the characters progress. Yeah. Again, um, I would love. I would love nothing yeah. more mm-hmm. than for some heinous crimes <laughs> to be committed. Give me, give me some war crimes. Give me some war crimes, baby. Um, but Spice it up a little. Just add a little bit of spice. 
Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can email us your fanfiction recommendations. And if you are a fanfiction author who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you liked us, if you liked the episode, if you think we deserve um, a little something to keep the podcast going, help to get new equipment, that kind of stuff, you can make a donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Rate, review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Spotify and any other podcasting platform, tag your fix accordingly. Join it to AO3. <laughs> Goodbye.